Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Tech Talk with VLink podcast, brought to you by VLink Inc. Thanks for joining us. Today, we have a special guest for this episode of Tech Talk with VLink. He's been described as a crypto evangelist. Nitin Eepen is a technologist, an advisor, trader, entrepreneurial business leader, helping people to understand the Bitcoin blockchain space. Nitin, welcome to Tech Talk with VLink. I thought this would be an interesting subject, especially given the state of the current market we're in, which is turning out to really be a bear market. Right now, crypto is down, let's say, let's say Bitcoin is down around 70%. Um, but there's nothing, you know, this is not the first bear market. So in 2017, 2018, the total it fell to was around 87%. Then in mm -hmm. 2013, it went down another 90%, almost 90%. It did the same things in 2010, but it always bounces back. That's the beauty of this. It's not like the stock, a stock that you see that has gone 90% and gone to zero and it's dead or it's merged with somebody. Bitcoin will, yeah. Bitcoin, it means at least it has always come back. At least that's my belief or my opinion. Let's put it that way. It's not a financial advice or anything. It's it's my opinion. It's my belief system. So Bitcoin is a belief system. And yeah. behind the scene, it's network effects based on beliefs. Yeah. It's it's such an interesting, I love the, the, to talk about this subject. And sure. like you said, it, back in November of 2021, I think it hit an all-time high like mm -hmm. of $68,000 and then yep. the market volatility, it lost some value and I think it's dropped below 18,000. But it's just, do you think this is another crash in the volatile cryptocurrency market or do you think it's the beginning of the end for this alternative asset class? If I if I thought like that, I wouldn't put my wealth over there, right? Let, let's put it this way. There is a website called bitcoinobituaries.com, okay? <laughs> so um, as of right now, from the day it began, so this website tracks the number of times, you know, major news stream media write that Bitcoin is dead, you know? Right. And there's a, there are famous memes also. Every time it's going down, it will write, oh, Bitcoin is dead. It's going to zero. And there are 400 obituaries as of every time wow. it goes down people. But you got to understand this. This is an asset. It's a monetary asset, which is priced for one cent in 2009. It just had one cent. Wow. So it goes up. It goes down. Every time it goes down, it's not going to zero. And every other time it comes, so it, I'll give you the history. From one cent, sure. it went to $100, which is 100x. From $1, it went to $10. It came down to $1. Then it went from there to $1,500. It came down to $100. From there, it went to $20,000. It came down oh. to $3,000. From there, it went to $68. And from $68, it fell to $17. Based on the history of this thing, Next time I see it go up, I'm, I i don't know when it's going to happen. It, it'll be at 200,000 or 300 maybe, or maybe at a million. I don't know. The question is, can we time it? That's going to be very hard. Yeah. You know when it's going to happen. What is that lowest low it's going to go in this cycle? Is it going to be 17,000? Is it going to be 6,000? Is it going to be zero before it comes back up? Yeah. But long term, I'm looking at this as something. Orbit. So if you look at that graph, the, the graph, if you look, if you take a long span of time, so it's gone from one cent, even now at $20,000, that is like 20,000 X, right? It's it's a 2 million percent return if you bought it then, right? Wow. So you look at it from a, if, if, if the picture that you take, you take the graph and you take a very small piece from 2021 to now, you're like, sure. oh, it's, it, I've lost money. Yeah. So because you're taking a very small piece of the whole story, you look at the whole story, the story is very consistent. That story is keeping on going up and up and up. 
but you have to look mm-hmm. at it from a larger perspective. And I think you have to do that with all stocks, really. I mean, you're talking yeah. about Bitcoin, something that's kind of intangible. I think people sort of un- struggle to understand it like myself. I still don't. And I've talked to you several times. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's hard to kind of grasp the concept of it because we can't hold it, see it, feel it, touch it. Right. So I'll give you an example. Um, you know, you used to write me and before email came, you used to write letters, right? You could right. touch it, you could feel it. And that was, you know, how you communicated with the people. Now you're doing it by email. You can't touch those things anymore. They don't exist. They're virtual. They exist as ones and zeros in a computer somewhere. And you have a software that deciphers it. So let's say you wrote to me a message. Hello, it says ones and zeros. The client is what converts it to ones and zeros. Now you can say that I don't have a feeling of writing a letter. Maybe not, but it conveys the message. You cannot touch it, but I I understand what you've written. So same way with money, your money, you don't have to touch it. All you have to know is what is my balance? Can I send it to somebody else, right? You really need to touch it. Okay. Or you have this money you can touch. Let's say it's gold. You can touch it. You bought it for two. 10 years from now, if you're so sure it's going to go to $10, what's so good about touching? So money realistically should hold value and you should be able to send it to other people to buy something else. That's all. Right. As simple as it is. It doesn't matter whether you, historically, you are comfortable because you've been able to touch it. We are always comfortable. We are people of habit and to change habits are going to be hard. So that way we are just used to the fact that we can touch it, but it doesn't have to be. Email has taken over all our communication. Do you write a letter anymore? Have you written a letter to anyone in the it's last? It's been a while. Years? It's been a while. Thank you right. card, maybe, but yeah, but yeah. Even thank you cards, you you can send an e card right now, right? Right. <laughs> right. So my my mother doesn't still writes letters, though, right? She is uh, she's stubborn. She's not going to change with technology. So same way, you do still see bullock carts in India. You do see buggies in the Amish community in the U.S. Right. right? Cars have come. Cars have taken over, but there will be some people driving bullock carts, some people sending the old mail, and some people still using the buggy. I mean, it's going to be a very small percentage. Technology and human progress always keeps moving forward. Initially, there'll be a lot of resistance. The resistance will just go away. That's what technology does. Yeah. And like you said, we just have to get comfortable with the uncomfortable. You know, right. that's what it is. Yeah. It's just a, explain what Bitcoin, I know venture capitalists seem to be so gung-ho on it. Why is that mm-hmm. so? So because Bitcoin, the returns, there is no asset in this world that has returned so much. That's the first, okay? Now, venture capitalists, they are investors and they want returns, okay? They are always investing. Okay, let's let's assume you have a business and you go and tell them, you know, I'm a profitable business. I make 10% every year. They will never give you money, okay? They're not looking for your business. They are looking for growth company, right? Gotcha. Scale growth companies. Now, what is what do they mean by growth? They want their investment to grow 100x, 1000x, 10,000x. Wow. Okay? okay. The reason is, so they are investing in moonshot ideas. So majority of them are going to fail. Okay, so mm-hmm. let's assume I make 100 investments of $10,000 each. Mm-hmm. Let's say even if 99 fails, if one is at 10,000x, it doesn't matter if the 99 fail, right? Right. That's how I make my money. I'm taking so what is a venture capital? They're taking uh, money from endowment funds, pension funds, uh, with a seven to 10 year time frame where they're going to return the capital. And they work on a two to 20, you know, management fee performance thing. So they, that's how they're going to get paid. And if they want that 20% to be really substantial, the returns on their investments have to be very high. So yeah. they have an assumption that majority of our investments are going to fail, but the ones that do succeed, they want to get a thousand X. And that is their goal. And that's why they yeah. invest. So this is nascent technology. It is changing the way we behave or the back end or money. So money is one of the most important things required by human beings. Mm-hmm. And 
money is being changed. So that's why they're pouring their money. And the returns that they got from Coinbase when Coinbase went public, like an example is Andreessen is one the largest VC fund. Their return in Coinbase when it went public, at that time, their returns were bigger than all the other investments or the whole portfolio put together. So that's oh. why every new fund oh that they raise is a Web3 crypto only fund. And that's why they want to only proceed. They don't want to do something that's old. Yeah. Let, let somebody else do it. New. Yeah, yeah. They want yeah. to go for the big returns. They're always trying, they're always going for the home run and they want big home runs. For sure. That's what they're doing. You know, another thing that and just changing the subject a little bit, I've heard that Bitcoin uses more energy than many countries. That that, that sounds kind of crazy, but a good no, thing. It's not crazy. Uh, and that's because you're only looking at one piece of it. Okay, this is what many of the you know, the naysayers are, oh, it's 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 consuming energy. But, but have you really thought when you go to your bank, the ATM machines in the bank, they have lights, they have they use electricity and all. Right. Uh, you know, if, if you take all the banks together, they're much bigger than all the kind, all those smaller countries or it's much bigger than Bitcoin. Let's take gold. So gold, there's somebody who's going and digging for gold. Okay. They go with these big machines that need uh, generators and they need fuel, gas or pe petrol or something mm -hmm. or diesel. They need these. And then that, that requires a lot of energy. And after they get the gold, they have to refine it, which requires more. And then they have to cut it. All this requires energy. And again, that is also larger than Bitcoin. So people who say this, they're not in a quote was, it, it was from uh, Cambridge Analytica or somebody. That's Those are the guys who gave this report. I forgot the name of the company that did. But it had in that report that the other things are taking more than that. Just It's the people who are against Bitcoin. They're like, oh, Bitcoin is taking the mind is taking more energy than Nigeria. So what? <laughs> See, energy is required to do a lot of things. Energy is, is something you, energy is, no new energy is created or destroyed. Okay. It's just energy is being transferred. And when you are doing uh, uh, a confirmation, when your bank, when you're sending money, your bank is spending energy to make sure that it's written on a ledger. So same sure. with Bitcoin, the, my, the, the servers are spending energy, electricity, to make sure that your money is secure. Security comes with energy loss, okay? There is no security in this world if you're saying, oh, we can't spend energy. Well, you can live in a dark room in a cave at that. Point. <laughs> yeah, uh, nobody wants to do that. All those people who are so bothered about this, do they, st you know, uh, this is like Leonardo DiCaprio taking that jet to go to Davos and tell us that we shouldn't use gas guzzlers. He took the jet all the way to tell us that we shouldn't yeah. use our, you know, SUVs and things like that. This is the yeah. hypocrisy of those guys who write. It definitely. Let's talk about the governing of cryptocurrency. Okay. Would and can governments ban it? Isn't China's not big on it? China's, China, people of China are very big on it. The government is not. The question would be like, can governments ban alcohol? Can they do prohibition? For the question, can they do it? Yes, US has done it. You know what was the result? And that was the time that per capita consumption of alcohol was the highest in the US. Yeah. So let's assume, <laughs> let's assume they ban, but the moonshiners will come up. The bootleggers will come up, okay? Because mm -hmm. there is demand, there's going to be demand for alcohol. Any country that has banned alcohol, there'll be a high the price of alcohol will be very high. There will be a lot of killings because they cannot take it to court. Right. When you have uh, disagreements on what is the payment or somebody didn't pay, they can't go to court. So they're going to kill people. Right now, because it's legal, well, Walmart will sell it at the cheapest possible price because they have large scale and distribution you can go to court you don't have to unnecessarily go and start arresting everybody who is drinking unless you will have to go start arresting everybody who is going to be drinking okay so same way crypto can the governments ban it governments can ban the things that they issue this is not issued by them it, it exists in a distributed server environment yes. 
they can take down all the exchanges in the US, but still people can peer to peer, you and me, we can still transact if both of us want to transact, just like alcohol. Makes no matter sense. what the uh, the laws are. So China, for example, want to ban it because see, the state end of the day, whichever country, Chinese, US, Indian, Russian, they all want to control the people. Money is, th- is the main thing besides information and guns that they control their people. They don't right. want to let go of that control. They will try all that they can to control that issuance, supply and distribution of money. And in this case, they do not control the issuance and distribution of that money and they will try to stop it. Will yeah. they win? Most likely not. You can't stop technology end of the day. No, you're right. You, you it keeps moving forward at lightning speed. You know, they can try to hamper but in, in course of time, you know, politicians are people who just want votes, right? If all the their constituents are saying, if you don't make this legal, they're going to vote against you. Some guy will say that I'll make it legal. That guy's going to win. As simple as that. Yeah, right. Well, you know, I think that sometimes people think they wonder if it is legal because there's reports in the news about people being scammed with crypto. I mean, I don't think it's a scam, fraud, Ponzi scheme, but talk about that for a minute. Sure. First, let's let's explain what, what is a Ponzi. A Ponzi right. is when you're telling somebody, okay, invest in my thing, and you're taking the next guy's investment and paying him back, right? That's a Ponzi. That's the definition of a Ponzi. Imagine I take money from you, and I'm saying, this is a great investment, and I'm telling you, you're going to get 20% returns. I'm not doing anything with this. I tell this to the next person, take his money and give you 20%. That's Ponzi. Social security is a Ponzi. Right? As simple as that. It's the government-led Ponzi. Bitcoin doesn't do anything like that. They're not saying they're going to give you something. It's not a fraud. Bitcoin just says it is Bitcoin. That's all it says. You want to buy Bitcoin, you will get a bit. Now, just like oil stocks, for example, a guy can come to you with an idea and say that, you know, I have this field over there. When you dig, you'll get a lot of oil. And he'll show you some reports. Let's say it's a fraud. It's a false report. Now, that's a scam. All right? Yes. The same way, in the crypto space, there are going to be scammers. We're going to say that, oh, you know, you miss Bitcoin, but I'll give you some other maybe Nithin coin, which will go higher than Bitcoin. And let's say you have no idea. You put money in this coin and now that's scam. OK. Yes. Or telling that you're going to get returns is a scam. Make sense? Yeah. Makes total sense. Yeah. OK. Yeah. So, but, so it's, it's realistically uh, not a scam or anything. It's not a fraud. It's like gold. So it's like saying gold is it can. Can people say gold is a scam? No. But if somebody comes with an idea saying that we can mine for gold in Africa somewhere and you will get tons and tons of gold and there was no gold over there, then it becomes a problem. Yeah, that that makes sense. sense? I think that the the more people know about it, the less they'll be skeptical about it. And that's why I wanted to have you on because you are helping enlighten us on the, the this very interesting subject. You know, it's been great visiting with you as always, Nitin. Um, and I think, you know, we we should continue the conversation in, in, in a couple, you know, three, six months and see where Bitcoin's at and, and talk about some yeah. other things with cryptocurrency. Sure. There are a lot I, of things happening in crypto. Crypto has, Bitcoin is, cryptocurrency is not the only thing. There's NFTs, there's DeFi, there's DAOs. So many things are going on out there. Yeah. And that people need to know about. Well, thanks for spending some time with us. We certainly appreciate it on Thank Tech Talk so with much. V-Link. It's, you've been a great guest. Our time is up. I hope you enjoyed this version of Tech Talk with V-Link, where we apply our intellect and efforts in engineering powerful experiences for our valued customers.